It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. If you were in the headspace of any real estate negotiations around Australia, and no doubt there will be many real estate deals left hanging up in the air from the weekend. And if you are in the middle of all of that tricky stuff, fingers crossed that you can seal the deal and get it across the line on this Monday morning, the 27th of March. And that is the point. Despite the correcting market, people are still doing deals. And if you are lucky enough to be doing that in this changing buyer's market, why wouldn't you? And on that very issue, this morning we are talking to Warren Hogan again, who is the economic advisor for Halo Technologies, about the rate rises and the RBA, and importantly the speed of the rate rises or the lack of speed. And yes, there is an argument that the spread out actions by the RBA might be too slow. So a deep dive into all of that is coming up next. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals, only on The Real Estate Podcast. Whether you're a seasoned investor or a first-time buyer, Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. And if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 27th of March, happy birthday to you. You are sharing it with Fergie, who is turning 48. Not Fergie the ex-Duchess, but Fergie the singer. Brooklyn Beckham, this is the English model, and also the son of David and Victoria Beckham is turning 23. Bob Hawke would have been celebrating his 94th birthday day today and Terry Lamb the Australian former rugby player he is celebrating his birthday today he's turning 62 it's the main centre forecast and let's check on the all-important weather word on your Monday morning and in Sydney expecting one or two showers with a high of 28 degrees in Melbourne expecting showers to ease and a high today of 19 in Brisbane expect dry conditions a bit of cloud around today with 31 and in Perth today mostly fine with partly cloudy skies and your high of 27 what to buy, where to live and things to avoid every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. And Warren Hogan is back with us this morning. Welcome back to the Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. And while there is pain right now for mortgage holders, I've heard the comment that some economists are losing sight of fundamental models with the protracted length of time the cash rate hike is taking. And it does seem to be playing out differently in places like the US and, of course, closer to home in New Zealand for larger rises. So is there any truth to that? Well, you know, interest rates do tend to have a different effect on different economies. Australia, for example, there's a lot of variable rate mortgages so that when the RBA increases their interest rate, the cash rate, that quickly flows through to people with mortgages and their variable rates. Markets like New Zealand, 
Canada, the US uh, have a lot more fixed rates. So it does mean that the way higher interest rates affects the economy is a little bit different in the short term. But the reality of the sort of economy and interest rates, your level of interest rate required to bring a sort of a sustainable, stable economy that's not creating inflation, that's on a steady path, is due to underlying fundamentals such as productivity and population growth and all these things. And economies like Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the US, they're all very similar. They all grow at around 2%. They all want inflation of around 2%. And that all suggests that in the end, the interest rates all need to settle at around the same level, give or take. Of course, the standout feature right now in early 2023 is the fact that the Reserve Bank of Australia is lagging behind other central banks in getting rates up. And that's partly because we have more standard variable mortgage rates in our market and that they need to be careful. But it doesn't change the end game in my mind. So we can see that the US is near five and New Zealand is near five on their interest rate. Canada's just paused for four and a half. And that's why I've got this view that later in the year, the RBA will probably ultimately have to get the cash rate up to around four and a quarter or four and a half, which seems to be at at this stage anyway, the minimum level that'll get this inflation back under control in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, and what about the stabilisation in the property market? Since summer, I think it's fair to say that it has stabilised somewhat. Is it over or is it still going to continue, do you think? Look, my work on this and and, and with Halo Technologies, I I do a lot of work around property with Halo Property. The substantial falls we've seen to date in Australian property prices are only about half the correction that will ultimately be needed. If indeed my assessment is right that the RBA cash rate needs to get up to around four to four and a half percent, we need to get the real interest rate, that is interest rates minus inflation, up to at least zero, if not a bit higher. So it looks like we're only about halfway through the correction. What we're seeing is this period of stability because the economy is doing well. And although we're hearing many stories about households that are struggling to make mortgage payments on top of all the other cost of living pressures that are out there, and even some businesses which are under pressure from higher funding costs or costs of their loans, I think the reality is is that a mortgage rate of 5 or 6% or a business lending rate of 5 or 6% for many Australian households or many Australian businesses is actually fine. And so because people have got jobs and they feel quite confident that they're going to keep their job, if they feel like they need to buy a house or upgrade, they're still doing that. And, and so I think that highlights this point that interest rates probably aren't quite where they need to be that while we're hearing about these terrible stories of distress, for many people in the Australian economy, they're they're still doing pretty well. And and there's a question mark about whether or not that will reduce the growth in the economy that will get inflation down. So unfortunately, my sense of it is, is that we may have a bit of a hiatus from the correction in February, March, and even April if the RBA pauses for an extended period. But I do think the correction still has some way to go. And we may see at least another 5%, if not 10% fall in national house prices before this is all said and done, which at the moment, I think the bottom of the market's likely to be at the end of 23 or early 24. Okay, that's interesting. And the next economic figures the RBA will be magnifying over is due out towards the end of next month. What, what do you think that that's likely to reveal about the Australian economy? Well, the big number will be that quarterly inflation number at the end of April. Hopefully, it'll confirm what we're all seeing, and that is that the the high point for inflation is behind us. We've had some monthly figures which point to that, and most other economies around the world are now seeing inflation come down a bit. 
but that's really not enough. It, it's, it's about getting it all the way back down to, you know, around 3% in Australia at the top of our target, or for many other central banks, it's actually 2%. I think we're at a very critical point for, for many economies and for Australia in trying to understand whether or not these interest rate increases to date are having the desired effect to slow the economy, to get the soft landing, and to get that inflation out of the economy without interest rates having to go too high. And we'll be watching all of that data very closely. And regarding the RBA, in what ways can the RBA explain, do you think, to the Australian people why interest rates need to be taken to levels that will inevitably cause harm in some parts of the economy? Yeah, well, it's a really important point, and I've been somewhat critical of the RBA for not being explicit enough about this, and and they've started to, to do this in the last few weeks. And the story is essentially that we cannot allow ourselves to get into a situation where inflation remains stubborn and stuck in the economy, which will then mean that interest rates will go up by much, much more than we're currently thinking about. So at the moment, we're hoping that an interest rate of 4 or 5% in most of these economies will get the job done. That, as you say, will cause some inevitable pain in certain parts of the household and business sector. But if we start to get inflation to a point where interest rates have got to go up by another two or three percentage points over the next few years, then that is what will create a severe recession. And that is what's got to be avoided at all costs, in my view. So it's an, it's an insurance policy. It's about making sure that you slow the economy, that you take that pressure off inflation now before it becomes entrenched, because the alternative is the scenario that must be avoided. And that is a a much higher level of interest rates and a recession that will affect everyone and will create what economists now call scarring, you know, the loss of businesses and jobs that they never get back and that shouldn't have been lost in the first place. So inevitably, we have to take a little bit of pain in the short term. And I know it's not evenly distributed. Some people will feel this more than others. Uh, But we have to slow these economies now because we've seen all throughout history what happens if you allow inflation to become entrenched and the inevitable disruption is far, far worse for, for everyone. And just finally, how has the RBA been able to raise interest rates at a slower pace compared to other central banks? And what factors in Australia contribute to this, including the dominance and variable rate mortgages and the level of interest rates that ultimately matter? Well, I think that's the most important factor, um, is that we have much more variable rate lending than other economies. And so you have a much more effective interest rate tool. So for example, in the United States, their mortgages are all effectively 30 years fixed. So anyone who has a mortgage uh, is not affected by rates going up. Their rate's fixed for the whole life of the mortgage. It's only people who want to come into the market and get a new mortgage that have to pay the higher interest rate. So the RBA has got that issue to contend with. It doesn't change the end game. They still need to get rates to where they need to be, which is ultimately probably a similar level to New Zealand or the United States or Canada. I think the other problem in Australia right now is that the Reserve Bank has had the wobbles. You know, they had that problem with signalling that rates wouldn't go up for 2024, which was very bad policy, as we now know. They should not have been doing that. 
and they sort of need to be a bit careful. There's a review of the RBA going on, and of course the governor's term comes up in a few months, which he would like to extend. <laughs> so I think what they're trying to do more than other central banks is walk that fine line between getting inflation down and not crushing the economy. We can see some central banks, like in New Zealand or in the UK, are quite explicitly forecasting recessions and raising rates aggressively. The RBA has chosen not to do that. They believe they can you know, weave this narrow and uncertain path, as they say. And so far, so good. But the real test will be over the, over the next six months, in the back half of 2023 in particular. And they are risking getting behind the game. So it's, it is a very tricky set of a balancing act, you might say, that they're trying to do. And, and I think we're, we all, we're all hoping they get it right. They're being a lot more dovish than other central banks. And the risk they're taking is that inflation does get away from us here. This, at the moment, there's no signs of it, but we, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, it's always tricky when you have those balls up in the air. As always, Warren, thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. We will watch with a lot of interest, obviously, as the months play out towards the end of 2023. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. Podcast.